0: yes, niche down, yes, be happy with what you're doing, serve who you wanna serve, but also make sure that you're reaching back to who's behind you or who needs help and and find a way to do that. And I I think the ways to do that are to, you know, break down the walls of what PT is, you know, PT is movement, PT, um, you know, go back to kids to, you know, Do kids understand even what physical therapy is? I I think there's so many opportunities for education and understanding what our field is, but we need to break those stereotypes. You know, if we're gonna step up and be that doctoring profession, like critically thinking people that have your back and will collaborate to, you know, move forward and, and get you doing what you wanna do in your community in a safe and, you know, approachable, actionable way.
1: hello friends maestro here and welcome back to another episode of maestro on the mic got with me today another returning guest i think we're gonna see a lot of that this year just because so much happened in 2020 and i want to catch up with people and you know have them share their stories. so we got another returning guest uh she is the founder owner head honcho i'll say at carrie pagliano physical therapy she is the and she might have to explain this part but she is the past (laughs) president of the academy of pelvic health pt but by the time this episode comes out she actually won't be that anymore so i'll probably have her explain that uh she's had some some pretty good stories from vegas we talked about it on the first episode and so i'll make sure we link that in the show notes Uh, and i'm bringing her on today just to, to hear what she did in 2020 how she's pivoted because there's been actually some big pivots some big growth Uh, and from someone that was so involved in academia, uh, and now really doing so much in the digital space, I think it's a really, really cool and interesting journey to hear about. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend, Dr. Carrie Pagliano. Welcome Carrie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. Dude, thank you for coming back on. I know you're super busy, so I'm stoked that you took the time to do this. Uh, I kind of... So number one, you folks listening, we'll link the past episode where it has all of her background. Carrie, I would love if you could explain again, uh, like I'm five years old, this past president, past yes. presidency.
0: Okay. So uh, as of March, uh, I am like no longer on the executive board of the Academy of Pelvic Health PT. I served seven years on the executive board. Um, two years as secretaries, two years as vice president, two years as president, and then one year as past president. And so our our bylaws changed a couple years ago, just to honestly make it easier for more people to commit to servant leadership. I mean, a lot of um, boards want you to be in a position for three or four years at a time, and maybe you're in a couple roles before you get to something as important as president. And so, you know, trying to get you know fresh ideas and making sure that we don't have a stagnant board the bylaws were approved by membership a couple years ago so that president entailed a year of president elect a year of president and a year of um past president mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm rolling out of that
1: this is this <laughs> My brain's still a little bit broken with that, but what I what, wanted to, te- or- <laughs> uh, that's exactly yeah, actually, I'm like, it's a, the like, I, I, I volunteered years, way before that. <laughs> a, that's exactly actually what I want to tease out there is seven yeah. years of being part of this organization, seven years of being enrolled in, 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 in some capacity and now doing something very different. Could you talk yeah. about just the seven years and talk about kind of the change sure. in, into things now?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I actually started as a volunteer. Um, gosh, probably 2003, 2004, um, as a state representative for what was then the Section of Women's Health, and um, gradually just kind of went up through the chain. But like some strange things came out of it. Like I, my cousin who's actually a PT, she was in the section at the time and, and lives very close by here. And I, one of my jobs was to look through the mailing list and welcome new members and her middle name is Stam and that's my mom's maiden name. And I noticed it reached out to her and found my second cousin. So like, (laughs) um, but yeah, I I moved on up to um, Southeast regional representative, um, spent uh, three years on nominating committee, um, did a year stint as membership committee chair, like just a lot of different things. I've always, you know, felt that the association it's, it's not APTA, it's not you know the Academy of Public Health like we are. And so if you want something out of it, you need to put something into it. So yeah, I, I this is actually the first time I have not been involved in any sort of volunteering ever um, in a long time. And so, but I think in the background of all of this, like I went into entrepreneurship. Um, I mean, I opened my practice and went into the presidency within a couple of weeks of each other like that wasn't wow. the plan I wouldn't recommend that wow. um but just kind of how things go but um yeah so I, I you know being able to I, I obviously like to work hard and mm-hmm. those sorts of things lend themselves to it <laughs> um but yeah I, I'm years. definitely to take my, um, energies. And again, it wasn't just me by myself. I mean, the board is, was anywhere between, you know, nine and 11 people. So you're, you're working with a group of people and the things that you're learning about, um, you know, professional collaboration and being able to be connected to, you know, other therapists in the part of the world. I was able to be a delegate, uh, from the U S to our world conference a couple of times, which is amazing. Like you just, you, you, you also get a good amount from it and being able to be connected to some just really cool, smart people in our field. So I, I, I know that I took a lot from it mm-hmm. um, and my leadership journey that I'm sure has contributed in some way, shape or form to how I've, you know, view entrepreneurship and, and you know, the work that I do now. So
1: I want to keep going with that. I actually have those those very two words written down: entrepreneurship plus leadership. I, w- I would yeah. like to keep to keep going with that. What? Why, Carrie? Why? Why? Volunteering to start off with why being a part of the APTA. Why entrepreneurship?
0: You know, it, I mean, I was in practice eighteen years before I went out on my own. So I am a risk adverse person mm-hmm. by nature. I've, I've mm-hmm. learned obviously this year to get over that. Um, but, you know, I go back to kind of what we talked about a little bit last time, like I had no intentions to go into public health. I just knew that I wanted to be really good at what I did and be able to be, um, a person that others would look up to as, you know, being a strong representative of that field. And, you know, I, I think that no matter you know, whether it was my entrepreneurial hat or the president hat, like what I was doing at that moment, that always, I wanted to set a good example Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: um, show the best of what that profession or that role or whatever that was could be in that moment. Um, So hopefully, you know, I did that, but I mean, it's obviously much different running, you know, and being the head of a a 3,500 member, you know, nonprofit versus, a small one woman practice. Um, there's, there's a few less people I have to talk to <laughs> on yeah, my practice. A it's a few. It's a few. <laughs> I get things my way a lot more often, but <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, it's always been part of, you know, you probably asked my parents. That's probably always who I was. So I don't know that they're completely shocked about it, but
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm trying to remember the last episode was so long ago, but 17 years before doing your own thing uh yeah in the fact that like there there is some risk aversion which for those of you listening is a hallmark trait of an entrepreneur entrepreneurs are not actually people that are just like i don't care throw you know burn the ships do all the things because then you fail and you're homeless what you actually tend to see is with entrepreneurs they have a plan and they're they're uh cautiously risky i guess I i should say where yeah. okay like i have this in place like so i know i can take a risk in this because i've solidified this other thing. so i, I actually love that you brought that up um and it actually is a, a hallmark of a, a successful uh, should Who we knew? say entrepreneur <laughs> like can you talk us through yeah. I, I love this idea of like you want to be the best at it you want to like you know make a difference have an impact there yeah you took all this time before you went on, went out onto your own and then you went on, went out onto your own, your one woman show and 2020 hits. Can you talk to us about <laughs> what your practice was looking like and what you had to do? Sure.
0: So I, you know, I, you, you talk about slow, slow, slow fast, or, mm-hmm. you know, people think that, Oh, this happened to you overnight. I mean, my, my practice, I started off with a full schedule and a wait list. That's everything that I've known for, Mm -hmm. you know, I just had Mm -hmm. my three-year anniversary. And it's because of how I conducted myself, you know, in hospital-based practice, basically working undercover concierge, Mm. you know, treating people like they they should be treated instead of, you know, five minutes in and out and not connecting with them and that sort of thing. So um, rolling along into 2020 and um, COVID hits and, you know, my thought, um, you know, even before 2020 was to start to look into um how to make a greater impact. I I have two kids, I don't need employees, like honestly, mm-hmm. two kids are enough. Mm-hmm. Um and so the only way to kind of grow and scale, and of course now we have our dog Abby that we got two weeks before shutdown. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I was kind of already looking that way anyway, but I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh, that was on the horizon as a way to potentially be more impactful. Um, I had been already spending a bunch of time on Instagram trying to just, you know, connect a little bit more and see who was out there. And, and, you know, it worked to kind of help me figure out who I was and what I wanted. Day. Yes, um, And, you know, I had been doing a little bit of telehealth before. So, you know, as soon as we started to realize that this wasn't short term, I rolled over into telehealth um, within the first two weeks. Um, I think the only person that was faster was my dear, our, our dear friend, mutual friend, Megan Brown, who, you know, she, she rolled over overnight. Yeah.
1: Ten um <laughs> literally 10 minutes all right we're doing this and then i'm like okay exactly exactly um
0: so you know and and how we navigated i mean my daughter was six and in first grade at the time and we need to give they had no direct stuff going on with school so she would come and hang out in the other room and she's pretty easy so she'd watch her shows and do what little work she had to do and draw and color and leave her snacks everywhere um, and I would sit in here and, and do, you know, four or five hours of telehealth. And that's what we did basically from the end of March until June. And then, um, I started to see more in person when we got a little bit more help. And then when their school situation got figured out, so they've been virtual almost a year. And by the time this airs, it'll be a year and they'll continue to be virtual the rest of this camp, okay. this school year. Okay. Um, and so just trying to navigate that with my husband, um, he's always worked from home, which, which helped. But again, you know, being in a position where if I needed to drop everything um, because they needed help with school, that was a decision that I had to be ready to make. Mm-hmm. Um, which when you put your heart and soul into something for so long um, and you think it could just go away, but it's your choice. I think that was hard Um, and because I would, I would do that. I wouldn't love it. I would do it. And so when we figured out that they could do school and yeah, is there way too many video games going on? Yes, exactly. (laughs) As we speak, there are way too many video games going on. Um, But we were able to figure out a way so that I, up until this point I've been doing 50% telehealth, 50% um, in person and stayed afloat. But at the same time, in June, um, you know, hopped on somebody's seminar and was like, all right, let me figure out this digital thing. And, you know, I, I ran three different online courses with three different topics before the end of 2020 yes. um, and made a crap load of mistakes and just tried some stuff and realized that. Everything I had done up until this point, like all my teaching, um, running and creating a residency, um, how I talk to other people and how they connect with me, you know, all of that stuff actually really filtered down to um, uh, my last course that I did at the end of last year, which was, um, I titled it The Real Mom's Guide to Postpartum Return to Run. And really, it's helped me hyper-focus and niche my brick and mortar to that i These are the people that I want to work with. I love it. Um, And so, you know, when I look back, could I have told you any of this stuff was going to happen? No, absolutely not. But like being forced to, you know, who are you? Who do you want to attract? Who do you want to spend your time with? If you are going to potentially expose yourself to a lethal virus, Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. are those people going to be that you're willing to do it for? Yeah. (laughs) You know, just little things. Um, And then who are all the people that need to hear your voice that may not have somebody around them? And honestly, that's what started to spawn what's coming up this spring, which is the pro version. And again, that goes back as well to, you know, ultimately wanting to do better for my profession and, you know, pay it forward a little bit for the people who did it for me so that, if we're going to get better postpartum care for women, if we're going to get better access, I can't do it all. I know I can't do it all, but if we can um, get other providers to stop the pissing match of who's Mm -hmm. better and versus PTs and all that kind of stuff, if we can just band together and do what's best um, for what our, our moms need and do it in a way that's accessible, that doesn't require, um, you know, really anything other than internet access, which I still know is a barrier, but like, you don't have to worry about insurance or a doctor's order, or do I have to go somewhere? Do I have to expose myself? You know, do I have to wear a mask? Like all this kind of stuff. We've got to find other ways other than what we've historically fallen back on. And I think, you know, COVID's blown the the face off of this and that we can do so much more digitally. Like I can do 95% of my job, virtually. And people, and it's funny, it's like clients don't believe it. They're like, I really want to see somebody in person. I'm like, if I do a good history, if I actually listen to you, if I screen you well and watch you move, my physical exam is merely to confirm what I already think Mm -hmm. is going on because I have 20 years of patterns to fall back on. Um, so yeah, so that's (laughs) in a nutshell, that's what 2020 brought was, wow. Um, work with, what you love to do collaborate with all the people that that you know are are going to lift you up and help lift others up and access the people that really um should have access regardless of you know whether they live in arlington virginia or anywhere else in the country or the world so um yeah in a nutshell that's what happened
1: okay uh, that's all yeah. <laughs> uh, you i think that your story is very very interesting how do I phrase this? I think your story is very interesting because, in my opinion, from an outsider's perspective, like, I've never been involved in the APTA. It's never been my thing and never, yeah. like, really did anything with that. But from the outsider perspective, I imagine it to be a lot of straight and narrow. And then mm-hmm. I hear your story of 2020, even before 2020 hits, but let's just, like, use that as a marker. 2020 hits, yeah. and you're, you just said the majority of the people you are working with virtual. You could work with them yep. virtually. You're doing yep. online content. You're in the in the Instagram space. Was there ever any kind of like internal turmoil, not like inside of the EBTA, but you being like having this background in this, you know, uh, setting and then moving into this or any kind of like cognitive dissonance of like, this is, was there ever anything or you're just like, no, this is what I do?
0: No, because th- this is this is who I am. This is how I treat. And mm-hmm. and I, I think it's very clear. I come from sports ortho land and doing pelvic health separately and then realizing that everything should be a mashup and really pelvic health is ortho in a warm, dark place, mm-hmm. throwing some neuro and some psych and hormones and a bunch of other things. So I, I'm a good translator too. So yeah. I, I very much agree that like there's parts of, and I think, APTA would even agree that there's parts of APTA that are very linear and you've got the Kool-Aid drinkers and you could say this about anything Anything. to be honest yeah for sure Kool-Aid drinkers for sure but here's here's the thing like when COVID hit the staff at APTA that I am so thankful to call friends because they are my neighbors here locally because APTA is you know less than five miles down the road from me the amount of work they did to hustle and get the the coverage and the advocacy support so that there was payment for telehealth was epic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was for not just APTA members. That was for all therapists, mm-hmm. all PTA. Um, and so a lot of I, I, you know, again, I'm I'm private pay. You know, it it doesn't affect me as much, but like for people that they needed this to survive and to convert to telehealth they needed it to survive or risk their health because we yeah. didn't know so much you know a year ago um they stepped up and and i think that's the part that they will never get as much credit for as they deserve
1: gotcha, gotcha. Um,
0: and i mean what they did with um our conferences this year to reduce all the conferences went virtual mm-hmm. yeah all um, the, the, the prices went down for CE, you know, so you could get CEUs. So we still don't have to worry about our licenses, things like that. Like that's been incredible. I think even they're doing a telehealth certification right now so that if you don't understand anything about telehealth, they're pulling in the experts, like by the minute, I think this literally just came out in January to make sure that, you know, all the updates to make sure, cause every yeah. single company is different. It's a mm-hmm. freaking nightmare. Yep. Um, but just to make sure you get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's so hard because I think the, the, I don't know what to call it. Like the, I don't want to call it the non APT world, but like, you know, the, the general non Kool-Aid yeah. drink are benefiting and may not necessarily know gotcha. and they benefit from that. But also I think APTA, and they know this too, that they could benefit from those of us voices. And, and that's where I, I, you know, there are examples of this, like Jen Esker for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she met, you know, Dom, her, her soon to be yeah. husband at an APT event. Yes, I was did. there the night that, <laughs> yeah. you know, yes. um, and you know, so much can be learned. And, and I remember people asking her, you know, who, who are you with, you know, to say you're a PT with, and you did all this without APT. And she's like, I did this because I work hard and this is who I am. And yeah. she's still a very, very proud PT, but there's so much that she, um, gives to our profession Mm -hmm. because she's a a beautiful representative of everything it could be like PT doesn't have to be all four walls. It doesn't have to be a stiff waiting room and polo shirts for God's sake. And it doesn't have to be khakis. Um, so again, like I, I, and and this is what makes me happy is connecting people on both sides because I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker, but God knows there's stuff we can learn from each other. And there's Mm -hmm. only one, that we're going to benefit our clients and that's to stop the pissing match and it's just to to collaborate and take the best out of each other
1: and move forward with that. I love it. So many things there. I think the biggest thing I want to highlight from what you just said is that both end mentality and if you're listening to this and you find yourself on one side of the fence, the proverbial fence, if you will, like there's room for everyone. There's room, yeah. you know, I love that you brought up Jen. Jen's one of my really good friends. And I actually think about Jimmy McKay a lot, uh, whenever I this known kind of discussion. She was a student. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it's I think great it's a perfect example. example of like, you can be on both. If if you want to be on the side of the world, cool. There's room for that. There's room for this. And we can all work together. And those that bridge the gap, people like you, super, super necessary and super needed, both sides being needed. Uh, and I love that you were just like, no, there was no cognitive dissonance. There was no, um, yeah. you know, internal turmoil because like, this is how I am. This is who I am. So if you're listening to this and that's how you am and that's how you are, there's plenty of room. I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs>
0: And I also appreciate too. And and again, this is probably the side of APTA that people don't see that I get to see because, you know, the staff that work for us are our friends. Um, They're so supportive. Um, The number of people that showed up when my office opened was just incredible. Like our CEO came with our current president, Sharon Dunn. I didn't know she was coming. They just showed up at my door. I started bawling like the support that they provide our community. I don't know that people will ever understand if you don't live here and, they cheer for us and they want us to do well, whether you're a member or not. And, and for that, I will be always appreciative. And, and I think, you know, being able to recognize, you know, take Jimmy, for example, yeah. um, the chair of Jimmy's department is a good friend of mine and, and neighbor. Our kids actually swim on the same swim team, Sky Donovan. She is uh, finishing up her first year on the APTA board of directors if we can start bringing movers and chasers, you know, and, and, you know, movers and shakers and facilitators and people that are willing to lift others up
1: Gosh.
0: and they're good at knowing, you know, you're good at this. You're good at this. You would be great here to make this bigger thing better. Um, when you have people like her that can recognize an idea like Jimmy's and be like, no, you're not crazy. Nobody mm-hmm. else is doing it. This is brilliant. I support you. And it, it's not popular right off the bat. And then later on, people are like, oh, gosh, how'd you do this? It's because somebody, it goes back to the elevator again. It's because yeah. somebody asked and you said yes. And somebody believed in your ability to do something more than where you were in that moment. And I think that i that's where I honestly hope like, more people and more voices um, that are outside of the Kool-Aid
1: mm-hmm. come
0: in need that we need to freshen it up we need to keep things um dynamic and new and that's how we move forward and and I I I don't so many of our newer PTs and our student PTs and whatnot there's so much energy there and I get sad when they you know get bogged down with you know the debt conversations and all of that COVID has made more of them um kind of harness that entrepreneurial I'm going to do whatever Mm -hmm. I want spirit. Um, because they had to, cause otherwise yeah. they wouldn't have a job yeah. and you know, they're not going to listen to the person say, you can't do that right out of school. Well, guess what? If I don't, I am living on the street. I eat. Yeah. I, eat. I, I think that we're going to see more of that. And I hope that that energy comes back and continues to infiltrate our organization. Cause that that's, we, we have to, we just have to keep that vibrant.
1: You kind of stole the next thing I was going to ask. Like, oh, so no! gonna keep, this is good. I'm going to keep going with it. You know, given that I love hearing what your hopes are for things and where you'd love to see things going, given where you've been, your role with things, what you're doing right yeah. now, what you're seeing, and we're going to circle back this con- or move this conversation to the others to to your as I love you talked about niching and I'm like so many ideas, but given where you've been, yeah. given what you've seen, uh, where do you see PT going? I love you started talking about new grads and debt and, and you know, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial tracks. Like, we know that the the big, um, I don't call them big boxes, but like the mills are are not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. But where do you see our profession going?
0: Well, I mean, what I'm hoping. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, they were interested in opening, I think, a bigger version of, of women's health practices and so on. And my first question was, "What's your why yes. behind doing this?" Yes, and you know, I think there's, and and I'm super blessed where I live that it's it's easy um, to have a, a, a population to do a you know fee for service based practice. I I also come from an incredibly rural area where, you know, the the closest good care is over 70 miles away, and Dang. so um, it. I want there to be opportunities to um, serve. And if mm-hmm. you want to be able to, you know, work in the cash based and, you know, have a, a thriving business, great. But I think there also needs to be a way to, to turn around and make sure that you're giving back um, mm-hmm. and, and that not we can't just be serving the privileged and then there's the, the ho-hum in the middle and then whoever's stuck at the end is stuck at the end. Like if you're moving forward in this, there needs to be, there's so many health disparities and, you know, just even recognition of social determinants of health and kind of all this other stuff. Like if wherever you are, like, yes, niche down, yes, be happy with what you're doing, serve who you want to serve, but also make sure that you're reaching back to who's behind you or who needs help and, and find a way to do that. Um, and I, I think the ways to do that are to, you know, break down the walls of what PT is, you know, mm. we, we need to under, you know, PT is movement, PT, um, you know, go back to kids Do you know, do kids understand even what physical therapy is and, you know, do they understand that movement and staying healthy and, you know, not just PT can't be don't wear the big backpack because your posture will be horrible. Like, no, load it up, like get Mm -hmm. strong, learn how to take care of yourself, learn about pain as a young kid. Like, I I think there's so many opportunities for education and understanding what our field is, but we need to break those stereotypes of, you know, the box practices and, and, you know, basically the technician style care to, you know, if we're going to step up and be that doctoring profession, like, critically thinking people that have your back and will collaborate to you know move forward and and get you doing what you want to do in your community in a safe and you know approachable actionable way I mean but that's I mean that's really broad
1: (laughs) you know that's that's actually that's actually incredible (laughs) incredibly hopeful to me as as you're explaining this stuff I'm just like so what do people do, and then as soon as you hit yeah. us, and I think this is going to be the the title of this episode is breaking down the walls of what physical therapy is. Yeah. As soon as you hit us with that line, then suddenly, because in my mind, I'm not going to lie, Carrie, you 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 say like, if we're looking at the de- general population and how can we uh, as providers then help some of these other people if we're in this cash based model, and I'm just yeah. like, you know. Yeah. If you take a very straight and narrow approach to that, you're kind of like, well, I don't want to be working in that setting. I don't want to be doing those kind of things. As a knee-jerk reaction, I'm not going to lie about that. I don't like treating, so I don't really want to be in any setting. Like, let's just put that out there. But if we start thinking about breaking down the walls and other ways we can do things and educating and collaborating, suddenly there's a lot more opportunities and options for how we can give back or help, totally. you know, outside of this, um, totally. you know, our, our more, we'll call it a spade a spade, our more privileged populations that can afford mm-hmm. to do these things and such. Yeah. Can you keep going with this? And you've done a bunch with, in terms of breaking down the, the walls of PT and your mm-hmm. online programs and things like that. Can you tell me, tell us, what do you got? You, you, you said it before, but like, let's dive into yeah. this. What, what do you got?
0: So, um, so I, I had my first launch of, um, it was the real mom's guide to postpartum return to run that I did in November of last year. And it, it's based, I, I work with a lot of athletes. I've been a runner since high school. It's something that, that I love. Um, and it's probably one of the hardest things, um, as far as postpartum women to get back to wow. higher level activity because mm-hmm. there's impact involved in postpartum. Yeah. You've got legion prolapse and all of that. And so it's, it's one of those things that it's hard to find a good PT that can navigate um, not only the pelvic side of things, but like the running piece Um, and to get that mashup and it's, you know, and to find a good running progression and and all sorts of things. And so that was something that, um, you know, I felt like I had a lot of uh, background in myself and it was something that a lot of women, you know, that want to stay active and let's be honest in COVID, that's one of the easiest things to do is walk yep. out your door. And, that's it. Nailed it. Um, so, and it's stress relief and all the good things. So, um, so yeah, so I, I put together a six week course to basically be like, Hey, we're going to start from scratch, but it's not a, it wasn't a, um, you know, you will do this this week. You will do mm-hmm. this next week. Like it actually was um, where are you now? you do some degree of a reflection because, and I think this comes from teaching as well, you can't know what to do next until you know where you are right now. Absolutely. And if you don't understand where your gaps are and where your blind spots are, it's going to come back and bite you at some point. And so that was kind of the premise is like, all right, let's figure out where you are. Let's figure out where your deficits are, where you, you know, where we need to fill in the gaps. Um, but also, to, and this is... You know, where my experience, you know, in exercise and, and, you know, CrossFit, I think, has actually helped a lot, strangely enough, is exercise progression and scaling mm-hmm. and teaching people that, you know, with a couple of basic principles, you can scale yourself, you can sure. figure out how to do a lot of this stuff, um, you know, with my clients that I see in office or, or telehealth I want you to be able to go into any class, watch any video. I don't care how bad the, the the coach is or the trainer is, but you know what you need and you know how to tweak it for what it is that's going on with you. And so that was kind of the guiding thread um, through this six-week program. And I, I had a good number, actually, of um, postpartum coaches and trainers and PTs reach out and be like, hey, um, can you do this for us too? Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, so that's, um, that's what's actually um, launching on March 16th. So um, it's, it's the real mom's guide to postpartum return to run pro edition. Um, And so that one, it's basically, you know, it's a problem solving framework. And this is what I've learned working with complex pain patients working with high level athletes returning after postpartum, like these really think these things kind of sticky things that if you don't sit down and kind of lay everything out in front of you it can get really overwhelming and then you get upset when something doesn't work because really you're just throwing darts at a dartboard and hoping it sticks without any thought or you know plan Mm -hmm. and so that's how i practice that's how i Mm -hmm. function you notice first you lay it all out and then you methodically move forward and so um really it's how i use this this approach with my clients to work back with, you know, also, hey, if you're a pelvic health PT and you know nothing about running gait, hey, we're going to dive into that a little bit. Or okay. if you're a post coach and you don't know what happens in an internal exam and what those findings mean and that sort of thing, let's fill it in that gap. And so by being a multidisciplinary group, it's also fostering where I want all this to go anyways, for us to be able to have these conversations, forget the hierarchy. Um, again, some of the smartest people I know in you know sport and performance or coaches and trainers and CSCSs and that sort of thing and just leverage each other's strengths and figure out where you're really good and where you might need to know just enough and then where
1: you need to pull in somebody else to help you and delegate i love this you are speaking my language i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna be like i'm gonna ask you keep going like pull back the curtain for me what exactly this the newest program what does it look yeah. like what is it hosted on what does it look like to do it is this live like what's happening
0: yeah. So, um, so it's, this one's a four week program because cool. I have actually, <laughs> I figured out that like six weeks is even hard for me to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's one mo- module each week and we're going to have a, a nice live Facebook group so that we can, you know, talk about cases and problems and, and do that collaboration piece that I think is so important. Yes. But each week, you know, it's, it's starting with that framework and starting to apply it right off the bat. And then mm-hmm. there'll be um, a module focusing on the exercise piece, because some people like, let's be honest, PTs have a hard time getting up off the table.
1: Yes. Like
0: how do you bridge that gap? And what do you do next? Um, and that's again, where, you know, your CSCS might be like, yeah, this is great. But like, I don't know what you're doing in this other area. Mm-hmm. And then diving down the rabbit hole of, you know, running technique. And, you know, all of this too, like, I I think where a lot of this came from was I would try and understand something and be like all right well i just need to understand this really well and think that minutiae and over detail equated Mm. to expertise Mm. which i can't my head doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. like scares the crap out of me like that's back in pt school when i'm like oh my god i'm gonna be a shitty pt because i'm like i don't know any of that shit i'm i'm much i'm like bigger picture pull it all together kinds of things and And so that's, you know, I would go take these courses and be like, okay, I got this. And I would go back and I would be in front of a client and then be like, try and do exactly what they did in the class. And of course it worked in the class. And of course in front of your client, you're like, damn it, this isn't working. And then you're like, I don't know what to do. And maybe I did this tiny little eighth of a step wrong. And then you totally doubt yourself and think you're the one that screwed up when Absolutely. actually process, it was probably pretty crappy in the first place because it wasn't reproducible. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I was like, I, I don't, I needed something to be actionable, but it's a system. It's a, a way of problem solving. It allows room for things to not go according to plan because it never goes according to plan. I have yet to see a client that's exactly like a textbook. Um, and so, but also I think allows for my best teammate when I am working with a client is that client because they are in that body. They are noticing everything all the time. If I can get them to, um, feel comfortable in the space to play and tweak and bring back information and we collaborate together, God, that's so much fun. And And so to be able to, and it establishes and really solidifies that, that therapeutic alliance and, you know, Pull back from business perspective, that's what makes people come back to you because they feel like they're valued and you see them and you hear them. And I can guarantee that's not happening in so many other places. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. being able to empower other postpartum professionals, and so many of them got into this because they experienced something themselves. So they get this. They understand. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That, but how do you
0: take that and convert it into something that... Um, you feel like you can really make a difference and make an improvement in something as complex as running. And then also be comfortable saying, I don't know. Yes. And in our field in pelvic health, I don't know anything. Like, I'll be honest, it's way better than it was 20 years ago, but there's so much I don't know. And I think that's mm-hmm. where the freedom to play comes from and where I get really upset with these programs that say that they'll fix you and they'll make the oh, stuff yeah. go reverse your prolapse. I'm like, that's not true. I'm not going to make that promise because I can't, I'm not totally good. But what I, what I can do is get you as far as we possibly can. And I'm not going to tell you no, unless I absolutely have to. And so I think that resonates with so many professionals that want to be able to do that, but it's not enough to just say, yes, you can do it, but then they have no idea how to implement it. And so really the intent for this pro course was to walk them through, um, not only kind of the the methodical framework of how to do it, but then, um, you know, it's just it's just one of those things that it, once you get the process, it gives you some freedom to do that, and then yeah. um, you know go on from there. So that that that's the plan on the four weeks, and and again, the multidisciplinary
1: part is just super fun. So how do you for the multi- for the multidisciplinary part are how is that working? Is it because the people ideally that are viewing this are multidisciplinary or is it? So
0: it's yeah, no. So it's, I, I do have some expert interviews, but it's, it's the, it's not just PTs that are in it. it and this is the thing that's different for some people too, is they're like, I, I've had people ask me, they're like, Oh, I know this is for everybody, but I'm a PT and so-and-so. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You, there's probably a lot for you to learn from other people in yeah. other um, kind of wheelhouses. And to be able to look at something differently, I think is super helpful as well. So, um, you know, from, from my perspective, I've actually spent a ton of time um, virtually and, and on social media with coaches and trainers that really want to learn more. And, and I, I'm starting to see the trend of PTs realizing that they've got some catching up to
1: do. Oh, that, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think it's the best thing that's happened to pt is that physical um, personal trainers leveled up and are leveling up And i shouldn't say exclusively personal trainers but other professionals in the movement world mm-hmm. leveled up are leveling up and pts are like oh i better i better do the same and then realizing which I, I love you said earlier about niching down like realizing you can level up without trying to be the best at everything you're yeah. just like i want to level up i want to learn more i want to be really good at what i do and then i'm yeah. going to build this network because like I don't want to be like really good at that thing over there. Right. Like, and you, you can't
0: be good at all the things. That's, I think that's like mom 101 too, honestly. Like there's the PTA mom that she can throw all the parties and that kind of stuff and make sure that, you know, the orange slices come and everybody has the water bottles. I ain't that mom. Like God bless you for being that person. Cause I am not, um, so good. You, you just, you can't be all the things, but it's, it's, you, 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 you juggle all the balls you you make sure you don't drop the glass ones, and it's okay to, to it. drop the rubber ones or delegate those out. So
1: I love this. I love this. I love everything you tied together here with how we can be giving back and serving and and uplifting the population and uplifting, excuse, uplifting the profession while also uplifting the, the population and and just so much with this. So when does this thing? I know I keep going back to the program because this is my <laughs> brain. This is my world. I fucking love digital stuff i love seeing people in the online space i love seeing people niching down i love seeing people doing what they love and then just being really freaking good at it and and going in 100 um when is this thing out so this this podcast is going to go out you folks listening to this if you listen to this on the day that it drops it will be march 15th monday march 15th carrie when are the doors open how do they get into the doors tell me all the things
0: Yeah. So, uh, so if this is March 15th, then, then, uh, hopefully you got one of my webinars last week, but, um, no, so, uh, everything opens, uh, on the 16th, March 16th, um, is, is when we open, um, we're going to be open until, uh, Tuesday, uh, which would be March 20. Actually. Yep. We're going to go March 16th to the 23rd. I don't even know what year it is anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh yeah, so we're gonna be open and, and then then the doors close and then the, the course will be starting uh the first week in April. So April 6th, we're gonna start. And so um again, it's just four weeks. I want it to be oh actionable and digestible. Yes. Module drops every week. Um, and then we'll have a big QA um with me. If if you hop on the bonuses, so if you if you register during the week, there's some good things. Um, and that would be one of those. So if you, if you register um, sometime between the, the, the 16th and the 23rd, you'll be able to hop on the live Q&A and all the Facebook group stuff. And it, it, I, honestly, my, my plan for this is um, to just continue to build this community of, of like-minded providers, because we all want what's best for these women. And sometimes you just don't know quite how to go about doing it and being around other people that feel the same Um, it's inspiring, it's motivating, it's just makes you not quite feel so alone. And so many people that, you know, work in this space, you know, you're, you're not necessarily, especially in COVID this year, you're, you're, you're not necessarily surrounded by your people like normal. So, um, Uh, bring it, bring us all together here.
1: (laughs) I love this. Uh, one more thing, Carrie, but where are they? Is there a website? for Oh,
0: there is. I can tell you that too. Yeah. No. The details. You're like, come on, Carrie, give it to me. Exactly. Give (laughs) it to me. So it's course backslash carriepagliano.com. So go ahead and hop over on that. um, And that'll take you to all my stuff. And, um, you know, I'm thinking this spring we will be um, looking at uh, doing another uh, client facing one. So if you're finding that you know you you work in this space and running's not your jam and you just don't have the time to do this with your clients either that might be a great place to point them um if they're getting ready to run and this is whether you're in pelvic health land or even if you're sports ortho and you're like ah, eh, postpartum return to run i don't know what's mm-hmm. going on there um and point them in that direction so um if you to if that website that will take you to all my my good stuff and my freebies and everything too so
1: I love it. Uh, You folks know we will link that in the show notes. If you're driving or something like that, please don't crash. Uh, We got you. Carrie is also texting me. She's chatting me as I speak. Uh, You got a code for for folks, Carrie?
0: I do. If you drop
1: uh, maestro.
0: um, So obviously you better know how to spell that by this point. (laughs) (laughs) You would hope. We would hope. God, I hope so. (laughs) uh we'll we'll give you guys 10 percent off on that one so um yeah just top maestro in for the discount code
1: uh amazing no kickbacks for me folks i bring people on because i want you to be exposed to the best that's out there i want you to be inspired by the best that's out there by people doing the things and hopefully hear a little bit of your own story in you know these people that i bring on uh so this is not about me trying to like i'm gonna make some fucking money not that there's anything wrong with making money, but this is all about you and all of us together, uplifting, up leveling, raising the bar, raising the standard, which is why I bring these dope people on. So Maestro, M-A-E-S-T-R-O, will get you the discount. The link is in the show notes. This is her biggest thing coming out now. I love that Carrie also gave you options uh, if you're just trying to send your, your clients, your customers, your patients in a direction. Um, Carrie, I got a question for you. how does it feel to be kind of niched down into postpartum return to run and running?
0: You know what? It's, it's a big old full circle. You know, um, I was thinking the other day, um, you know, I, I started running seventh grade, I think. And it wasn't anything. I don't remember mom running. She started running when I was in high school and it, you know, it's not anything that yeah, I, I'm not particularly good at it either. Like, I'm not, I'm not like NCAA anything. Like, um, but it's it's the one thing that has been a continuous, um, you know, thread through my entire life. Um, and you know, the the biggest, you know, if I, I look back on it, the biggest challenges physically in my life, getting back to running after, you know, kids and hip surgery and that sort of thing was such a huge piece. And this year, you know, it's running. I, I have, it's been a godsend. I've broken down on plenty of runs, uh, this year and it's been my space and my place to just kind of do what I needed to do and be who I needed to be so that I could go home and show up for my kids. And, um, you know, to be able to, uh, give an opportunity for women to get back to that, knowing what that means to them. Um, I, it, 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 you can't, re- you can't make this stuff up, you know, and yeah. it, I, it wasn't planned. I, I, again, it's easy to see in the rear view mirror to, to go back to the elevator in Vegas reference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I didn't map it out, but it, it sure
1: makes for, for a good sweet story. So, 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 so good. I just, I love doing podcasts for this because all the stories that come out of it and like the things that we can, it's like hearing about people's journeys. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, those of you listening, like niching down, uh, let's talk business for a second. Niching down is quite possibly the, one of the hardest and and scariest things that someone could ask you to do. And it's been my experience that niching down happens for most people with experience. It's not like you don't go into it. Like I am going, very few people go into it. I think they're actually quite fortunate. The ones that go in, they like, this is what I don't do. It's going to be exactly this. This is my person. Amazing if that's you. But for most of us, it's kind of a a journey of exclusion and a journey of like, hey, I did that. It's like, it was awesome. I love doing it. I'm good at it. But as we move forward and and what time brings us to I love that, you know, the 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 role that kind of Rona played in this when you said earlier, like, what is the demographic that I'm willing to risk basically it all for? <laughs> like, that's a great, like, way of... I'll, I'll do it for anybody. It. I'm in public health, you know. Like, I'll do, I'll do uh, it for anybody, but, um, yeah, I mean, who, who do you want to spend your time with yeah. in a pandemic, you know? Yeah, that's, like, it's a really yeah. valuable question there, and it's dope to see you at, at a place where you're like, this is this is where it is this is who it is like I mean I've watched I watch everyone's social media journey because I'm just so that's my that's my shit I love it and watching you find your voice and then you said that earlier and finding yourself and and showing up in the space to with with that as your goal of like I'm going to figure it myself out I'm going to just learn about what I like talking about who I like talking to and it's really cool seeing that this is where this is where you've landed like it's good to
0: hear that. it back though, because sometimes, it, the forest for the trees, you get a little lost sometimes. So it's 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 nice to have uh, these little therapeutic chats that we have. <laughs> <laughs> like, so okay, good. I'm all right.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're slaying. I absolutely love. It. I love this this idea of. And this is definitely gonna be the title of breaking down the walls of of what PT is. That is just so. Ch- I love this. When I go into you know these episodes, I never I have a rough idea of the story I want to tell and what I want to highlight with things, yeah. but I never really fully know. Like that's how I run the podcast. I don't, you folks listening, I don't send questions in advance. People, I think I've had like two people ask me for questions, and I was like, Ugh, I don't know. I, to do I that.
0: prefer this because it just you know, and I think it's easier too when when we're connecting now. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's also helpful when I, you know you're my friend and I like yes. you. Yes. It's, just, oh, it's yes. a lot easier to just be like, hey, this is what's going on. And, and you're going to get the authenticity and, and the true story of what's going on. But, I, I, you know, you know, 100. I, I think it's good for people that think that there has to be a certain way to do things. Um, I mean, you, you've obviously broken that wall down, too. Um, so it just, you know, if you're listening, they, you don't have to do anything. You, you can do whatever you want or need to do, but at the end of the day, the choice has to be yours. And um it's a lot better when you're happy with it. Um and it's inherently and authentically who you are. So
1: you, my friend, keep jumping ahead and answering questions I haven't asked yet. Because I'm like, that's like a perfect <laughs> way to end it. Like I usually have the like, is there anything you to leave people with? But I'm like, but that was so good. I don't want to leave- <laughs> detract i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask one question and then okay. we can circle back one okay. question is uh if people want to find you and not yeah. in like a creepy way but they want to connect with you and like that how can they yeah, no do creepy
0: that way. um easy enough uh no creepy i appreciate that um it's super easy uh find me on instagram uh carrie pagliano um it's somebody asked me about twitter earlier today i'm like i, I don't go there it's nicer yeah. over yes. on <laughs> there instagram. you go much nicer um yes definitely um my website is just kerrypagliano.com so super easy that's pretty much the easiest way to find me and i i do answer all my dms and i'm usually probably better with that than email to be honest with you so
1: Right there with you. I love that. You folks, that'll all be in the show notes. Consistent branding from Carrie. So Carrie Pagliano on all platforms. Don't worry about Twitter, but you go to website, go to Instagram. You can DM her and she'll get back to you. Okay, the official last question. And you could just say, please rewind to what I said before. (laughs) uh, But is there anything that you want to leave the people with?
0: Gosh, you know, I mean... It's. I think the thing that is so important, especially right now, is you know lead with abundance. You know, just assume that you know everybody's trying to do this the best that they can, and you know when you're trying and you're lost and you're trying to figure out what's next and it's all overwhelming. You don't know where you're going to go, especially if it's the beginning of your career. And you think you have all these plans and they don't work out because of a pandemic you didn't see coming it's in there just keep moving keep pushing um because it's going to show itself and it may not show it in the way you expected just like you know if you're trying to get back to running you after having a baby you might not have expected all these crazy ass things to happen to you and they Mm -hmm. did and just keep pushing and asking for more and what's next and um, keep trying um, because you'll 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 know when you're in that place and space that you're supposed to be because it'll feel right. And I know that sounds super corny, um, not at but all. you know when it feels wrong.
1: Yes. Um, so absolutely, the feeling wrong should be right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. It's simple. It's real, and I think that's super important. I'm, I'm grateful for you speaking to new grads but also just anyone that you know plans got shifted and then they're suddenly yeah. like oh shit like everybody's do do? Been, got
0: shifted this yeah. year and, and what you resist persists and so yeah. roll with it and look for for that silver lining so
1: i love it i love it i love it carrie thank you this has been another phenomenal chat i mean i chat with you pretty frequently but this is i love when we get to record it and share yeah. it with with people um so totally. so thank, thank you for you. taking the time i know you're busy so Thank you. Thanks. You are so, so welcome. You folks out there, thank you. We know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly, endlessly appreciative. If you like this episode, if you love this episode, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a solid and share it with somebody who you think it could help. Abundance mindset, just like Carrie said, together we rise. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Dr. Carrie Pagliano and Maestro...